and welcome back to the final Siren podcast. Thanks to Draft Central. Another pocket podcast episode. I'm your host, Chief Editor Peter Williams. And once again, I'm joined by AFL Draft Editor Michael Alvaro. Michael, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Pete. Really keen to get into this one. Should be fun. Yeah, today's topic is cult heroes, which is always a bit of a fun topic, bit of an interesting one. Uh, obviously, just a bit of an opinion now. Perhaps it might be the name, perhaps it might be the look or the swagger or the way that they go about it. Perhaps it's something that, you know, they catch the eye and, and just go forward. Uh, and, and really, I guess, uh, you can relate to them as supporters and someone who, that you know, they really get along with and perhaps get the number on the back of the jumper and whatnot. So basically we've, we've picked five each and we're just going to uh, take turns and sort of mentioning a player, maybe what they do, what the, the type of player they are um, and perhaps why they'd be a cult hero. So uh, Michael, kick us off. Who have you got up first on your list? Well, in no particular order, but um, I'm going to put it out there and, and kind of play my ace card. Caleb Poulter's the, the cult hero for me, um, the quintessential cult hero for the future, I think. Um, he's just a, a player that screams that he's um, obviously got the mullet, um, which seems to be, you know, what the kids are looking for these days. Um, wears bright boots. He just he's a gun player who can really take over games. You know, he's that prototype uh, tall midfielder at 192 centimetres. So um, there's a lot to like about him. I think just with his character as well, he's a pretty relaxed sort of guy having spoken to him and um, you know he possibly could be a first round pick as well so yeah plenty to like for Caleb Poulter Pete Um, any guys you think you can match with that one yeah so I I think one of the ones that for a similar reason I think I'd look at uh, someone like uh, Eddie Ford who's got a similar kind of hairstyle when he uh, hasn't cut it off he's sort of that exciting forward mid and I think that with his ability to sort of uh, take some pretty impressive hangers, kick some pretty impressive goals. He's got all the sort of traits to be a bit of a cult hero uh, in the forward half. He's uh, got a lot of tricks. He's even said himself when we chatted to him, he's got that little bit of X factor. He doesn't mind using it. So, um, yeah, he's got the confidence, got the swagger. I think that he's someone who uh, is definitely uh, destined to be a cult hero of some sort. So I definitely think Eddie Ford's one of those that um, will certainly be loved by fans. So, uh, he's definitely my pick if I had to have a quick look across the list. So uh, who do you have up uh, as your second one, Michael, or as another one that you've got on your list? Well, that's a good response there, Pete. I'm going to go with a, a guy who's already got plenty of fans um, and he's just nominated for his club of choice. Um, could have chosen three. So there were plenty of people after this kid. It's uh, young Morris Rioli Jr. Um, obviously known to many um, being the, the son of Morris Rioli, the late and great um, South Fremantle and former Richmond players. So, uh, yeah, little Murray's a, a, a gun. He, he tackles hard. He can find the goals from anywhere. He's just going to be that sort of a typical small forward that, that people sort of, you know, come to the footy to watch. And Richmond fans, I feel, are already really excited to see what he can produce. Um, they should maybe taper their expectations a bit in terms of how much he's going to play early, but he's certainly going to be one that they're, you know, really anticipating to, to watch out on the field and, um, obviously, getting to t- to Richmond, he'd be there alongside Daniel Rioli's cousin, who he's really close with. So, I think, um, yeah, I think plenty of fans are really going to come to the footy to watch him play in future. 
For sure. And I also like how you make it sound like this wasn't your list that you came up with, picked the first five, and I had whoever was left. So I like how you <laughs> turn it into a competition. No, this is a stitch uh, up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, look, there are more than five uh, cult heroes anyway. So the other one that I really like as a cult hero that's definitely uh, up there is Lockie Jones, obviously the Port Adelaide. Uh, NGA prospect, uh, potential top 10 pick. Uh, you know, he's got a similar thing, obviously, moustache. Um, got the, you know, the bit of the hair. Uh, he's ready-made. He, he looks already like he's mid-20s, ready to go in the AFL. We know how um, throughout that uh, some players look a lot older than they are, and he certainly looks that. Um, so he's just, yeah, built for AFL, and I feel like once he comes in, he'll be one that the Port fans really enjoy watching, and uh, he's just someone who will catch the eye, Tough, hard, you know, just um, body built for it. He's going to be a pretty tough competitor in the years to come. So I'm noticing definitely in, in general sense, we've got a fair few South Australians here um, uh, coming through. So it'll be quite interesting to see who else is on the list. But who else do you have, Michael, from your five? I'm going to change it up. Um, do have a few weird cats uh, in Victoria as well, but um, he's not necessarily weird. But Bailey Laurie, uh, good character. I think he's someone who... Um, all his teammates tend to love, you know, we spoke to him in pre-season. We're, we're asking, you know, which teammate you're looking forward to running out against. And even kids from other regions were saying, you know, Bailey Laurie, we're, you know, he's a, he's a great kid. We're looking forward to playing with him. So, um, yeah, he's high on the list. I think he excites as well on field with, with his style of play, really attacking mindset, um, can break open the play, you know, loves to, to balk his opponent and, and kick goals. So, um, yeah, he's a good character that I think uh, plenty of fans are going to enjoy watching in future. And I will stick on the South Australian uh, prospect. Next one on my list that I've got uh, in Phoenix Spicer, who's, uh, I mean, I guess the name really says it all. It's it's terrific name. I love the name. Probably my favourite name in the uh, the draft crop this year. We've had some great ones over the years. But uh, Phoenix Spicer is just absolutely, you know, got some terrific athletic traits. He's a smaller type, small forward. Um, might be able to push up the ground a little, but he's going to be that forward um, who creates a lot of excitement. And we, we tend to see on this list uh, that there's going to be a lot of exciting forwards because they're the ones that catch the eye. So uh, he's definitely one that I, I think will really catch the eye. And he's got a lot more outside the name. The name, the name sort of attracts you to watch, see what he's got. And he's certainly got a lot of tricks. So um, another South Australian on, on my list in, in that. Uh, so he's certainly one that I think will, wherever he ends up, will certainly uh, endear himself to fans. So yeah. he's definitely another selection there. Yeah, a bit of sort of um, Irving Mosquito kind of areas there with the name. Um, Bailey Laurie as well, I, I just should add, um, has a good nickname in Bill. Um, obviously, Bill Laurie, a famous cricketer and commentator, um, great Victorian. But my next pick is another Victorian, uh, Jack Ginnivan from Bendigo. I think he's another in that sort of, you know, character um, sort of realm, you know, where he's got a bit of cheek and... Um, I mean, he's said to have matured a little bit in terms of taking his footy seriously, but he's still got that, um, you know, a bit of cheek, as I say, to, you know, just bring his team to life. And um, and even the way he plays, carving up the field, running forward and, and getting on the scoreboard. I think he was, um, he kicked 100 goals as a junior in one season. So, you know, he's uh, he's got a bit about him and he knows he's pretty good as well, I reckon. So, um, yeah, he's definitely one of my favourite players to watch and, and to speak to as well in, in pre-season. It was great. And the next on my list, we're going to head out west this time. Uh, we're going to talk about Brandon Walker. Now, obviously, Fremantle NGA out there, one of their top uh, talent 
cats uh, running around. So he's obviously one that really catches the eye. He got some, you know, unbelievable uh, athletic traits. He's sort of elite across the board. I think that's something that you, you're going to get from him if you're a Fremantle fan, if they're able to match and indeed bring him into the program. Certainly going to get drafted. And he's one of those that just, you know, is very easy to spot. He just runs around, got absolute terrific ability and, and heaps of upside too. So I feel like he's going to be one that Fremantle fans for years to come will definitely uh, enjoy watching him and uh, someone who I think that uh, definitely uh, the league as a whole will be able to watch uh, wherever he ends up playing. He may not be straight away, but certainly once he, he bursts on the scene, he's going to be one that is not hard to really enjoy watching because of those athletic traits. Yeah, nice one there, Pete. Um, I'm going to stay out west. Um, and last but not least on my list is Nathan O'Driscoll. I think he's someone that's going to really endear to fans pretty quickly just because he can, he just works so hard. He, he's the kind of player who leaves nothing out on the field. And um, I mean, Offit is a pretty funny kind of guy as well. We would have heard him, um, you know, during the WA All-Stars games, it, the, you know, when he was injured, um, dislocated his shoulder, I think, playing cricket. And that's why he was on the sidelines. So, um, you know, had a bit of a laugh about that. And I think he's just a, a, the kind of guy who has the character that, that fans are going to like. Um, and he can play footy as well, which is always a plus. Um, but Pete, before we get into the honourable mentions, and there are a few, uh, tell me who else is on your list. Yeah, so the last one I have is uh, Tasmania, just to try and round the, uh, the country. So uh, Jackson Callow, obviously the uh, key position forward who played some time in defence down in the TSL for North Launceston. Obviously, uh, that big-bodied uh, key position player is um, one of the few. There's a lot of athletic uh, tools in this year's draft, but he's certainly the, the best one of the, uh, I guess, the monster key forwards, if you like, uh, that has been able to get on the park consistently. Um, and I think that he's someone who, um, you know, he's got great leadership ability and he's just a sort of natural kind of uh, ball winner for a forward. And I think that he can sort of play up either end. And for those play teams that don't have picks in the top sort of maybe 20, he's certainly someone who could provide good value in the middle to late draft. And I think that he's someone who could certainly have an impact early on if he's given the chance and, and someone that the fans will definitely like to come and see uh, taking those elite sort of contested marks that he can do. So he's definitely rounds out my top five. So give us a bit of an idea, Michael, in uh, who's some of the honourable mentions uh, that you had on the list. Well, I, um, I think you know well that I like a double barrel name, Pete. Um, so I've gone with Jamara Hagen and Denver Granger Barras, uh, obviously sort of top five touted prospects. So they're going to be well known to many around the nation already. And um and Jamara is obviously linked to the doggies. So he's already got uh, plenty of fans, plenty of guys who are guys and girls who are looking forward to seeing him play. Um, so they're right up there for me as well, especially in terms of watchability, um, you know, high flyers, you can take big marks. And um, I think also Archie Perkins is in that category in terms of his watchability. He's got that sort of, you know, that burst out of congestion where he can kick those highlight reel goals. He's got a booming kick. Um, you know, long hair can take a big mark. He he's got a few uh few cult hero kind of traits. So there are a few others that I that I lean towards as well. Yeah, and, and one there's a couple. Well, there's one in particular that I noticed. I realised you did leave off the list, uh, Michael. Who I'm a bit surprised by. Um, so I'm just going to chuck him in there. Henry Walsh, I think, could become <laughs> a real cult hero there. Uh, obviously very different to his brother and my Michael can certainly attest to that. He's a, he's definitely what you'd call a character and um, very different to Sam, um, obviously being the ruck and, and whatnot, but he's certainly the one that I uh, 
I'll contribute from my end to say that when I'm looking through the list, I'm like, yep, he's definitely in that uh, cult hero status, I think. Yeah, no, good from you, Pete. Um, <laughs> it's a glaring omission on my part. I, I do like Henry and, um, and what he can bring. Um, yeah, obviously improving heaps on his footy, but um, a man of few words. And um, as we found out uh, at the start of the year, and I think he's, he's one though, that, that's a terrific sort of character and, um, and he's looking to really improve. It doesn't take himself too seriously. And, um, you know, he's a hard worker. I think he's, he's working pretty much full time out on a farm. So he's got a, a cool story about him as well. Certainly. So, like, that's pretty much what we've got today. Uh, we've talked about some of the top cult heroes, a bit, I guess, of a different look as to what we might normally do. Um, but it's more of a bit of a fun look. Maybe there's someone you've seen, like a name that perhaps you've spotted or someone you've watched um, that you see as a potential cult hero or someone that you think the fans will really endear to. I'm sure there's heaps of them and sometimes they pop up. Uh, later on after they're drafted that suddenly you, you they become cult heroes. Sometimes there's often players that are maligned early in their career and they become cult heroes because they were maligned. Uh, uh, throwback for Collingwood, Alan Tuvey as an example. So uh, players like that, there's always some that, uh, that pop up like that that end up cult heroes. And sometimes they end up after their career are finished as cult heroes. So uh, often through social media and whatnot. So it's quite interesting to see how it goes. But that's pretty much all for us today in this episode. Michael, thanks for joining me again. Thanks, Pete. Really enjoyed that one. And that's it for the final Siren podcast, the AFL Draft Pocket podcast uh, for our cult heroes. Make sure you're following us at Draft Central, uh, ours, AUS, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or afl.draftcentral.com.au for all your draft needs leading into the AFL draft next month. It's going to be an exciting time and we're going to have plenty of content going around. So check us out. And if you enjoyed listening, make sure you tune in.